and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. Fucking girls, huh? 
Just know what I can feel it, yo, they're having sex. And by some guy on the internet. Yay! Yay! Hey, I'm gonna do a little podcast. You were just listening to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Well, I mean, I put that song on there because I felt that its brilliance needed to be shared with the world. <laughs> so I so I felt like that needed to happen. Uh, but which, which mic is on? What, they're, all, they're all on. You can choose one, whatever you can move, there you go, you like the rolly chair with the bouncy springs. Yeah, that makes sense. Aww. So you don't have to work tomorrow because tomorrow's the day off. I don't, I didn't realize that today. Yeah, you have a day off, that's exciting. And my that's dad, good. My dad told me that, uh, that tomorrow was President's Day and I let out like a, a really excited moan and then he's like, yeah, you're welcome. I'm like, you didn't make it the day off. You don't get to take credit for this. Well, he's the messenger, and you get to. He's the messenger. I don't know how to make screens go. Oh, I know how to do it. I'm a Luddite. It's terrible. Okay, there you go. You have Luddicy? No, a, a, do you know a Luddite is a person who doesn't 
subscribe to technology. It was it's an old old word, but Do you know what you're talking into right now? I, I know a microphone Pam, is technology. You're Pam, the owner of Mutiny Radio. Which is technology. You broadcast your sound all over the airwa- airwaves. You have to, there, you put am it. I too, there you go. Am I too close to it? No, 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 you're fine. You just have to point your mouth at it instead of going like that. It's like a trick because of the way microphones work. Do you know how microphones work? No, I'm They're still magnets. learning. They're a series of magnets. <laughs> What Anyways. what else do you know about microphones? I, I know a lot about everything I know about microphones. I learned from singing karaoke. Oh yes, that's the best way to get better at uh, performing on stage is karaoke. And because it's the most embarrassing thing in the world. Is no, no, because um, you because karaoke is rewarding people for trying really hard like you the harder you try the better you are at karaoke and it's not about the quality of what you're doing it's about the intensity of which you're projecting your inside your insides on the outside and they give you a microphone and everybody's there and there's and it's easy because they give you the words but then the challenge karaoke is when you choose a song that has a really long like either dance break or you monologue over it and then you can tell jokes. Is that how you got started? Telling jokes in, in the like the bridges of songs? No, but I do, if I feel like I don't have enough stage time for a night and I'm like super sad because like, let's say I bombed somewhere really hard, I'll go to a karaoke. Get and, the, you'll do that today still? No, not, not like tonight because there's no time because there's too many open mics. But if I like, let's say I bombed super hard, I would make it a point this week to do karaoke. And then I would do um, Cats in the Cradle with the Silver Spoon. Anything by Cat Cats Stevens, really. Cats in the Cradle with but the Silver it's, it's so Anything quiet. with the word cat in it. Well, I love cats. But if it's quiet, then you can just monologue over the whole thing and you can just do jokes. And they're like, people, it's exciting and fun. It's like going to a poetry open mic and doing comedy. They're like, whoa. Or going to Cafe International and doing comedy. Sure. So you still do that, like to, like contemporarily, not today, today, but. Do I, I in, sing a lot of karaoke? In the meta, meta, meta word, meta. I, yeah, I sing a lot. I sing as much karaoke as I, as I can. I'm not a lot. When's the last time you've done it? Oh. I've been super busy. The last Friday of the month is Benders, but Benders not the last time karaoke? I did it. Yeah, yeah, the last Friday of the month. Where did uh, they, where Eileen, do Punk it? Rock, and Schlock, Nida on the stage. Um, I, the last time I sang karaoke was last Duh. week, last Sunday with Nathan at the late night open mic at the end. I sang. Oh, at Ireland. I sang like three songs with him, and that one they don't did even you, give you the words. Did he sing Hallelujah? Oh yeah! Oh my oh god! My god. Oh every my time, god. every time he's got to sing hallelujah. No, he doesn't have to. He needs to start telling jokes over it or changing the words or something. No, no, no. So- he feels like he has to sing hallelujah. Well, because that is the drunk. Like when you're drunk, the song hallelujah. There's no way to sing hallelujah and not feel like you're not crushing it. Fair. Because it's just the simple. It's just. Ha- it's just one word. It's just hallelujah. And I'll give him credit. He knows the verse. He knows the verses in Hallelujah. I spilled coffee. I can't. I have a drinking problem. I can't get it in my mouth. <laughs> you have two different kinds of drinking problems. One is the overconsumption of alcohol, and the other is just the ability to consume anything fluid. <laughs> no, I'm gonna have a little. Pam just spilled an entire bottle of coffee all over her shorts. She's soaking wet right now. Well, there's. <laughs> She's... She's ta- oh my, pa- she's taking her pants off in the studio <laughs> and drying them off. All right. All right, pa- Pam, your underwear are not wet. All right? You can put those back on, please. <laughs> I'm actually um I I have I have one of my little uh I should I'm not going to talk about that. I'm ha- I might as well. I'm having my 
third period that I've had in seven months. Congratulations. Thank you. No, it's terrible. It's, it's like not yet. Yeah, so it's not everything slowing down and stopping. But now like the fucking elevator doors of the shining have opened up and it is scary. It is oh, like, so it's a lot. It's not like, it's I, not like teetering off. It's like it's, the, the Hoover dam. Well, because I guess it's my body saved it up or whatever. And it's like, I don't know. What Did you feel congested leading up to it? Like bloated? No, no. It all just sort of like it felt normal. It felt normal, and now you're no, like, whoa! Feel, what? It feels like I'm 14 again, and I'm having my first period, and it's like, what is happening? What is it? It's very. It doesn't very feel awful. like a relief to get it all out, though. Like throwing up. Like when you have to throw up, and then you throw up, you're like, oh fuck, that was so nice. I used to have a joke about it. I used to have one of those diva cups where you like collect your period blood, and and I had a joke about. Um, putting it on my carrots. Are there like milliliter markers on it so you can tell how much you you're filling tell, it up for? You can tell. It's a, I have a, I, it broke off. The handle broke off inside me at one point because I... Wait, what the fuck is a diva cup? Okay, <laughs> it's a moon. It's a thing. It it's, broke off inside of you? This isn't. A, this is an interior it's device. Silico, it's a silicone cup that you put up against your cervix and it collects your period blood so that you don't have to like have a tampon. And it's weird. You to, said like, for fun though. You said you had no, it for fun. No, for fun I would take the blood and pour it on like my pot plants because I was trying to grow a new strain. <laughs> we, I was trying to grow God's pussy and it just wasn't working. God's pussy. Yeah. I put it on my growing. So carrots. that makes you God then. You ever had glazed blood carrots? Delicious. Glazed blood carrots. No, it's. I used to have a joke about my collecting my period, but I really did. I really did have this thing a diva cup, and I was trying to pull it. You leave it up there, and then you pull it out, and you rinse it out, and you're like, "Look, I'm saving the planet by not using cotton in my twat or whatever." Oh. And then I cotton in my twat, whatever. My twat. And so I pulled it out, and the candle came off, so it was stuck inside me, and I didn't know what to do. And so uh, it was stuck inside me, and it kept like. You know how when things, it kept getting more and more stuck because it kept getting more and more full and it's like physics or whatever. So it was like pressed up. I couldn't get it out. Cotton of in my stick. twat or whatever. But so I was trying to stick my hand in and I couldn't get it. I tried tweezers. I tried all these hand, things. Hand, not fingers, hand. I tried all kinds of things. I tried, um, okay, so then I had it in for a long time. I didn't know what to do and I didn't have like a boyfriend at the time or anything like that. I didn't know what to do. So I had to call my ex-boyfriend who's a drummer in a metal band, thank God, because it was it became a bloodbath. Anyways, waited till his shift was over at the bar. He came home with me. We took like these tongs and put a plastic bag over him and tried to like use them and then open him up and get him in there and it wasn't working and I was crying and crying and crying it's like four in the morning and I'm like I'm gonna have to go to the hospital and they're gonna reach inside me and they're gonna pull out this thing no they're gonna cut it out of you no 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 it was just a thing oh yes they it. will they'll cut it out of you oh, okay so I watched a video of this the other day this German guy got a dildo stuck inside of him that was no joke 16 inches long and six inches across not circumference uh diameter but that's in your butt that's not in like your like my they had to cut it out it of him. I watched the video where they were cutting it out of him. It yeah, but it foul. wasn't like inside my uterus. It was up against my, my cervix. So it was actually pretty close. Okay, so anyways. The alarm goes up at 6.30 in the morning and I'm thinking about going to the hospital. And I'm like, I'm going to try one more time. So I get in my bathroom and I'm standing on the tub. And I'm holding on to the, like, the bar. And I'm like pushing, pushing, like as if I'm having a baby. And I'm trying to get this thing out of my body. And I yell, Aaron, Aaron, come help. Blah, blah. So he gets behind me in the Shout bathtub. out Aaron. Shout out Aaron Barrett. Drummer, comedian Aaron Barrett. He gets in the bathtub and he reaches into my vagina and he pulls this thing out. And all this blood goes out 
everywhere, all over him, all over the whole bathroom. I actually left some on the ceiling so that I can remember what love is really like. But he actually pulled this. It was, it was insane. It was like 24 hours Holy of shit. period blood all everywhere. And it was like... Anyway. The motion that you did to describe Aaron reaching up into your twat <laughs> was a full hand. Is that what it was really well, like? It was it's a little, full, it was the she's thing. making a full hand motion. Gra- I mean, how else do and you And Pam's grab- got little hands, but Aaron Barrett does not. He does not have... He's a fucking drummer. I was, but I was like, I was pushing and pushing. Anyways, I got it out, and, and I survived. I didn't have to go to the hospital. So don't shove shit up don't your butt. Shove-, shove it up your pussy. Because <laughs> it won't go anywhere. Um, Dead air, two coffee sips at the yeah, same time. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Oh, sorry. Um, okay, I tried so to beat you to that. You have to, do a, you have to do a favor for me. I have this audition tape I'm supposed to send within the next week, and it's supposed to be a minute and 30 seconds long of, like, a joke with an outfit, like how I present myself, which is what I'm wearing, obviously. This is how I present myself on stage. Um, and I have to send it in. It's for, like, this audition thing. So I figured there's twice tonight where you might be there that you could film me if you're willing. And then tomorrow at our show on stage, I'm going to do – it's just one joke. It's I'm going to do my tree pants joke. So all you have to do is record my tree pants joke. Will you do your now. tree pants joke right now? Okay, yes. So I stand up on stage. And, uh, you know, in San Francisco, we have some very specific hygiene issues. I don't know if you know about them. I, I found this pair of pants in a tree in the mission. These are tree pants. That's a thing. Uh, my hygiene question is, if my tree pants don't smell like pee, do I have to wash them before I wear them? No. Uh, I, I, uh, I've been wearing these for eight days, and now they kind of smell mm-hmm. like my pee, but I, I like it a little. Uh, San Francisco hygiene question number two. If you're using the public restroom at Civic Center, do you leave the toilet seat up or down after you've oh, been slamming heroin? Oh, that's a good heroin? question. That's a great question. Well, but oh, after, after, you've you've been, after you've been slamming heroin. After you've been do you slamming leave heroin. The to- so that's the, do you leave the toilet seat up or down? Pause. After you've been slamming heroin. Uh, more of an etiquette. Pause for laughter. More of an etiquette question, uh, really. Hygiene question number three. Lowering your carbon footprint. Sometimes I use the same teepee to wipe my nose. Or if I'm going number two, and I use the same teepee to wipe my nose and then my tushy, can I give my butthole herpes? Dermatologist says yes. Herpes Which simplex. kind of herpes simplex? Herpes simplex one and two are the same herpes. Way more complicated location, than it sounds. Location, location, Yes. Don't live in the tenderloin. And then I say, oh, you know, I, I, that's what I really love about feminism is that uh, you know, women burn bras and... And read books so that I could talk about my butthole on stage. Yes. And then I finish with, incidentally, my butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. Meaty. And that's a minute and a half. That's exactly a minute and a half. And that's what they want. And I'm going to sell it. Obviously, I'm not selling it right here. but And I'll sell it and I'll have my little boy. And that, just that one joke. You know what my favorite part of the uh, hand grenade into a deli part is? Mm-hmm. Is that you have to do a lot of work to actually see your butthole. Your butthole's <laughs> in a place where you really can't see it unless you're really trying. You're making a point to see your butthole. Especially <laughs> as a man. Because as a man, you can't just sit down in front of a full-length mirror and spread your cheeks and look at your butthole. You have to, A, balance yourself with one hand behind yourself. And then with the other hand, you have to lift up your balls. Because <laughs> your balls are like a little butthole flap. You, could peep, you can't peek over your shoulder? No, you can't peek over. Can you? <laughs> you can see the actual outer rim of your butthole when you, if you peek over your shoulder well, and look down in it. Well, you kind of pull some things apart and stuff. But you There's- can see it from, I can't do that. Maybe I'm not flexible enough. Oh, no. So no, the, the original, mirror is. The original 
point to that joke. That joke used to be a lot longer, but it started with like, I talked about, oh, some guy asked me what was my least favorite body part. And I'm like, um, that's a stupid question to ask a woman. And I was like, oh, is it my bye-bye arms? You know, this wave and this part goes bye-bye. Or, you know, I'm like, I used to, I don't mind the rest of my body, but the one part, I don't like getting banged from behind because I hate my butthole. That's where that all, it was a long, 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 long joke that ended with my butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade to a delet. And I just cut all the rest of it. Like it was like this 45, it was 34 second lead up to the joke, which was good at the end and stood on its own. So I chopped the rest of it out because it was just unnecessary prattle about body issues. And buttholes. Right. Well, no, it's different when you're a girl because oftentimes you get banged from behind and you're like, oh my God, they're totally looking at my butthole. Oh, every time. It's right. Like, just and it's like terrible little, uh... if you don't like the way your butthole looks. It's like, oh my God, they're looking at my butthole. Well, butt here's hole. a point. Don't look at your butthole, ladies. Don't. And then you'll never have that problem. And you'll make your man very happy because men like to look at buttholes when they're banging from behind. No, it's bad. It's yucky and scary. Okay, I'm going to try to drink this again. Okay. Talk so there's no dead air. Speaking of heroin. I've only I've only tried heroin one time. The rest of the time I liked it a lot. <laughs> That's been done before, right? I don't know. I just still I didn't understand it. I've tried heroin once. The rest of the time I wasn't trying it. Oh, another oh way of I wasn't it. trying. I get it. The rest of the time I wasn't trying. Yeah. I was just doing it. I was I just doing it. it. Right. Okay, now I get it. Um, one time I did fentanyl. On purpose? Well, years and years and years ago, my ex-husband's father my ex my he wasn't he was never my ex-father-in-law he was my father-in-law and then he died um but on his deathbed he willed me all of his drugs so he basically he willed you yeah (laughs) is that a thing you can do in court well he so he told my ex-husband keith he said hey you should take all these drugs to Pam because there were originally 60 marinol pills i don't know you probably too young marinol was the synthetic um cannabinoid that they made in the early thousands to, for people that had cancer. Oh. There were these little orange pills and they were amazing, but it was a synthetic cannabinoid and they like was, the sh- like a like spice almost? No, it was called it was it was called Marinol. It was just it was a Well, you know what you know what spice is? It's I thought it that was like um fake marijuana that It is. Like, it's yeah. synthetic ca- cannabinoids. Right. Well, I don't Well, this stuff was like pharmaceutical grade. Yeah, synthetic it fucks marinol. you up. It's like 400 times stronger than weed. So fun. I took them all in um Hawaii and it But was it's amazing. like it's like bath salts. It's a totally different drug. Well, it was oral. We didn't smoke it. It was these yeah. little orange pills and they were amazing. And they were giving them to cancer patients, so Probably I could have figured out how to smoke it, right? So, Come on. <laughs> not all, okay. I, they were good in their original form. So, they gave me 59 of those but then he also gave me 12 75 milligram fentanyl patches and what year was this 2006 they had fentanyl back then mm-hmm. wow. for cancer patients he was dying of liver cancer and he was a big guy so 75 milligrams so i was like well i'm not <laughs> stupid wanted, his dying wish was to make pam an addict well no was, was, was fine. so he i had these these um fentanyl patches and i was like i'm no dummy so I knew that 75 milligrams was too much, so I scored the patch so it would only be 25 milligrams because it's transdermal. And so I put that on, and I had it on for like, it turned out to be a 52-hour trip, but after the first day and a half, I had to rip it off because I was getting sick. I was throwing up. I was trying to throw this dinner party. I was so out of it. I couldn't like do a Winnie the Pooh word search. I just wanted to touch my cat all the time. I was just like, oh, I hated it. I didn't like it. And I and then I told my husband, he was like, What's been wrong with you this weekend? And I was like, I took a fentanyl patch. And he's like, You're insane. And I was like, so you know, Your dad gave it to me. Your dad gave it. But the, the moral of the story is that I'll never be an opiate addict because I hated that shit. 
Yeah, it's like, like Nic- it Nicole Turley's joke on about uh, smoking, doing I, heroin. She's like, I just threw. I don't. I didn't. She's like, I just threw up the whole time. Yeah, I didn't like I don't it. But I, it is, I just, but I would fucking didn't like it. I know. I said I'd never be. A, I'll never be an opiate addict. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, so there was. I that love drug. opiates. Uh-oh. Opiates. There's a weird thing. Some people hate them. Like my mom hate? hates them. She sees bats on the walls. Yeah, I get crawling with ants and stuff like yeah. that. Yes. Oh, stuff. I just felt extremely relaxed. And also, if anyone spoke to me, I would yell at them. I was an asshole. That's I'm an cool. asshole on opiates. Um, the other thing they gave he gave me was this uh, pharmaceutical grade cocaine. So what they would do. It's because he was in so much pain, they'd put him on fentanyl, but he'd be sleeping all the time. But they give you this pharmaceutical cocaine in pill form Holy that you shit. take so that you can be awake for the two to four hours of people visiting. Yeah, that's why cocaine's not Schedule 1, is because there are actual uses for it. So there were these pills that, and I can't remember what they were called either, but I got those too, and those were amazing. They were crazy. It was like... Were they like Adderalls or like? No, they were... They were like super uppers, but not meth. They were, I, I just... Jittery? Nope. I felt like it was pharmaceutical uh. grade cocaine. It was like just being awake and clear and feeling good. And I had like 30 of those. Oh, those were great. Oh my God. So that was the stuff he gave me on his deathbed. So that's why I tried that's fentanyl. That's amazing. We used to have this stuff in college that was indistinguishable from cocaine when you crushed it up and snorted it. It was called focalin. Mm. And it was amazing. I convinced my doctor to give me a prescription for it, and I lasted two months on it where I was like, you can never give me this again. Even if I say I want it, don't give it to me. You look like you're related to the Culkin family. Like like you're the Culkin, young, yeah. you know, like all the, all the Culkins. Do I have bags under my eyes right now? No. It's weird. Sometimes maybe. when I sleep a lot, I get bags under my eyes. Like if I sleep 12 hours, I'll wake up looking at it. Like I... You could sleep 12 hours. That's impressive. Yeah. Only if I don't drink, though. Oh. Can't do... Because if I drink, I'll wake up. Reverse insomnia. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing. You wake up early in the morning, can't go back to sleep. Yeah. Fucking sucks. I've had that. Now I don't have anything. It's a new joke that I have, though, that... um, I I still do I'm, I've been sober for 15 days And I still do and say stupid And dumb embarrassing things Just now I remember it <laughs> How's that going? How's sobriety? Ter- well no it's great It's fine But it's it's exactly the same it's, I'm no different as, as a person I still But it's just now I remember everything I do Which is not as fun It's a little bit more like Oh But it's me I'm the one doing it But you it. still have those uh, Moments? Oh absolutely It doesn't have anything to do with alcohol I'm totally not an alcoholic I'm No I know you're not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just got an eating problem. I've just got to eat. You don't need enough. <laughs> I know. Well, I've been really good. I've been like taking peanut butter pretzels with me everywhere I go. And I've been, I have beef jerky and I'm like eating and I'm trying really hard. So I'm trying really hard. And I'm going to wait until um, when I start drinking again. I'm, I'm going to, I still have to eat 1500 calories a day. I'm going to force myself. No more of this like beer has too many calories bullshit if i if i want to drink beer and it has more calories then i have to fucking work out or something and not be such lazy bitch and be like <laughs> anyway or i should just not have body dysmorphia and then it would be or you could just try opiates <laughs> well then i wouldn't care about anything <laughs> and it's like it's true then nothing one does matters. not one does not care about anything when they're on opiates so what are we going to do tomorrow at vizima Huh. I don't know. I don't know either. Normally when I, I don't know what I'm going to do, I just take my clothes off. <laughs> Thank God. 
No preparing. There's no preparing anymore. It's 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 free to look, but touching is going to cost you. <laughs> yeah. Five dollars like at the door. Well. well, it's a free show, but yeah, we're going to pass a hat around. Maybe maybe how that's deep, what we'll do. How you deep is the hat going to be? We I, should find the largest top hat we can. Well, maybe we should just bring for the, the for the implication of it. Maybe we should bring <laughs> the ugly fur hat, the dead the dead animal hat from behind us. No, there. it's too. It's not. We need something firm like a top hat, okay. like Ernest's top hat. Well, who had a top hat? Was it Lizzie Stanton that had a top hat? I don't know. Did you have sex with Lizzie Stanton? No, I never had sex with Lizzie Stanton. Just curious. I know. I know one comedian that then did though. Oh, yeah. She convinced me to to send a. Uh, a rapey text to Nate. <laughs> oh yeah, and then you apologize for it right and after. I that was in the beginning of so of... much. I was like, I'm so sorry. I have I have boundary issues. I have so many boundary issues. It's bad. She's you know she's not allowed in the country anymore. Yeah, you can't make money without paying taxes in this country without a visa, a work visa. She could apply for a, she could apply for a work visa as a comedian, I suppose. Well, I was trying to tell her to apply for a work visa, not as a comedian. Just work oh, at yeah, fucking Starbucks like and just do yeah. your shit at night, like the rest of us do. Yeah, um, exactly. But she doesn't want to do that. Work at Starbucks. She could get some other job. She doesn't have to work at Starbucks. Have to be bottom of the barrel. <laughs> not that. I'm sorry. I'm. Sorry. I hope she makes it. I really hope. I really hope she makes it because she has her will is so strong. And she this. doesn't give like, a shit, which is a good thing to have. She honestly doesn't. She lo- looks at an audience and goes like, "I'm gonna do my jokes anyways." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people, when she did stuff here, and she had really good shows because people got it. They got that she was telling jokes, and even when she was telling jokes. Some people were like, is she telling Joe? Like, she says some, like, weird, really edgy, semi-hacky, but... It is. It's all semi-hacky, but, like... But it's There so are jokes, aggressive. and that's... And it's better than not... It's better than not telling jokes. And if, in the beginning, you can tell a joke, and you can make your jokes better... Like, some people I've seen, that they go up, and they don't tell jokes. There's no right, jokes, they and they're in, they, just, sure. they just talk, and they... Do you like that? Have I you hate it. Anyone I hate well? it. I, I don't think that anyone can get a start just talking. Like, you... Like, there has to be some joke in it right right yeah you can't just be joe rogan or whatever it took him a long time to be able to just say whatever the fuck he wanted well joe rogan he does it differently he he'll write out like a funny concept he'll do like he'll like write pages on it i know because i listen to his podcast but he'll he'll write something out in long form and then just condense it and condense it and condense it until it it is in joke form i mean because he does funny voices and stuff like sure he's done all kinds i think he tells jokes well, like with a punchline, like what's the definition of a joke? I mean, that's that's true that's too. I th- say like, some weird. One of my jokes is, um, uh, how many, how many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats, cats, cats. Like yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> what's a punchline? Why is it? I mean, they're just you're just saying words in the specific order, and sometimes they sound funny, and sometimes they don't. I mean, I actually I should do cats, cats, cats as a callback because. I could say it as cats in the cradle with the silver spoon. Cats, cats, cats! Anyone who doesn't love cats is a soulless monster. I can say that. But cats, do they love us? Yes. Are you sure? Absolutely. My. But they're fierce, carnivorous, self-centered beasts. Yes. Well, not my new kitten. She is very, very sweet. She's more like a dog. She carries her little ball around. She carries a a lot of her toys around. How old is that new kitten? Oh, she was, she and I have like the same birthday 
ish in o- beginning of October. So she's October, November, December, January. She's f- almost five months old. How many cats do you have now? Three? Two. Two? Two cats. No more than two cats. I live in a 400 square foot apartment. Too min- Too much. You, 400 square feet? Very small. Studio. It's a studio in the TL, but the... How many, how many hex- hexagonal feet is that? I don't know what that means. How many rhombus feet is that? How many? <laughs> I know what a rhombus is, but um, there's a there's a closet that's big enough I can put my bed in it, so I pretend it's a one bedroom, but it's, it's not. <laughs> like upright? No, like it's oh, a bed. I have a bed on the ground, like a you know a little box. I don't have it on like a on a. It's just a box spring on the ground with a mattress on. What does your apartment like look like? Like, can you describe your apartment for me? I have uh, all the. Walls are covered with art. There isn't a very many spaces. You hate blank wall space. No, I just have a lot of artwork from friends. I even have a lot of stuff I don't have up. Uh, my little kitcheny alcove. I mean, it's just it's a lot of art, and you know, fancy pieces of framed paper that say I'm smart or whatever. Those are around as well. Wait, what? I have, you know, what's I have a all my fancy de- piece of paper? Like my my dumb little degrees are all up on the walls. Like birch bark that you've like. Inscribed with a quill right, pen. Right, that the 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 UC, the UC regents have given me, and <laughs> little pieces of paper with gold stamps and my name written on them and stuff like trophies. that. trophies. No, just degrees that I leave. I leave fancy pieces. Oh, of paper. degrees from right masters. Right, they're just pieces of paper that make me feel pretentious. Uh, those are around. There's a picture of. There's a, the bacon picture, and then there's a picture that Jordan Sermonera did that I bought from him that's of a pig. Do you have any Wisemans in there? I have a lot of Wisemans. I have a bunch of Wisemans. Yeah, a bunch. I've got Fuck You Russia, and I've got one of his original pieces on a... on a, um, I've got, like, a bunch of Wisemans, and I have a bunch of Amy Cruises. I have a lot of art in the little space. And, um... Yeah, I've got a sofa. I don't have a TV. There's cats. It's just a little, it's just rooms. It's just where I hang out and cook things and read books. Do you have a couch? Yes, that folds out into a blow-up mattress little thingy so that people can A blow-up? A fold-up? A a blow-up couch? A blow-up mattress when you unfold the couch. I used to I've never seen that. I've only seen futons that like have cushions. No, it's like a leather, it's like a little leather sofa and then you pull it out and then you go and it's a bed so that I can have friends sleep over that come from out of town. Have you ever had an orgy in your apartment? No, not in this apartment. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear my clown, my clown orgy story? Yes. Okay. So, um, it was. Oh, please! Uh, it was. I met a bunch of people at Burning Man in 2007, and I moved to San Francisco, uh, kind of because I was. I had just divorced my husband, and there were all these things. I had to leave San Diego, and I I went to Burning Man, and I met all these people, and they were like, "You should come live here," and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna live here." So it was Burning Man time, but 2008, and the group of people that were like... Pam's cool as fuck. Oh, and people were like, we're not going to Burning Man this year. Instead, we're going somewhere else. And then one of my buddies, Jeff, was like... He called me, and he goes, hey, Pam, do you want to come with us? I can't tell you where we're going, but I can tell you you need a towel and a bathing suit, and you figure out, other than that, what you want to bring. We're going to Alaska, folks! So... (laughs) 
So he picks me up. He picks me up at my house with another person, and I'm like, "What's going on?" He goes, "You're the rogue agent." It's like there's six, 16 people going. Some are couples. Some aren't. There's two houseboats. You're the 17th. You're that we always invite a rogue agent, and we never know who it's going to be until the night before, and you got chosen. And I'm like, "Okay, this is great." So I get in their car and we're driving around and I find out we're going to the Sacramento Delta and we're getting on these houseboats and they didn't make me pay any money or anything. We got on these two houseboats and we sail out, you know, on the Delta and I'm no one. There's one other girl who smokes weed and I brought, I brought tons of weed, but it turns out that these people are all GHB people. And so they're like, if we do GHB, you can't drink for this many hours. And they're very, very you crazy. You can't smoke about on GHB either. No, you can, but, um, that wasn't a problem, but they all just weren't pot smokers. Just me and this one girl. And we were just, did they evolve up. from that? Like they whenever someone's not a pot smoker and they do way other shit, like did they at one point smoke weed and now they don't do it anymore? All I know is that me and this one girl were like constantly out on this one part of the patio because well, we were on these houseboats. It was so fun. Anyways, and we were well, we were just constantly smoking and we were having a great time. And there was tons of beer and there was tons of alcohol, but no one was drinking. I was drinking because I didn't do GHB that first night. But they invite you to do it? The second night, yes. Yeah. And that's when the orgy happened. <laughs> so um, I'm the rogue agent the first night. It turns out they all love karaoke too, but they're also like these clown, porn clowns. And so they all dress up and they've got horns and they have balloon animals and they're hopping around and they're like, they're filming things and it's totally crazy. And there's lots of filming weird. Things. Did you sign, yeah. did you sign a waiver? I wasn't in any of that, um, with any of the, clown, but I was, I was very intrigued and I was having fun, but the first night I was more just drunk. And then the second night they're like, really, 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 you shouldn't drink. We really think that you should take GHB with all of us. It's going to be great. Well, I didn't know that they all had this sort of orgy planned. Had no idea. And the GHB that, is also like roofies, right? GHB is, yeah. It's like, so it's this, they put it in an act bottle. Remember ACT, that stuff you use on your teeth and you squeeze yeah. it and it comes. Okay, yeah. so they, that's the right amount to take. So A they, capful. So yeah. they squeeze it into the thing and then they pour it out and that's the amount. And so one little capful like that is like drinking six beers and it comes at you. Boom. Mm-hmm. It's like six beers all of a sudden. And you can be like, you're, and it also makes you feel, I mean, I, I got pretty, I had, I had no problem with the you orgy. feed yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it turns out that people on my boat, it was like one couple that was totally about being involved with everybody. And they were both really, really gorgeous. And then it was this other guy and he was with his wife but they weren't they were kind of both interested in other people and then there was my buddy who had his sort of going off girlfriend and then i'm this rogue seventh per- i'm this person so there's bob and carol and alice and ted and you and there was another person Remember that movie? and then there was another guy who was like another sort of roguey agent kind of thing but I, I they were very clear they're like they're like well let's you know you can be tell us what we can and can't do and we all were very honest with i I did enjoy, they had this flogger thing. I liked that very much. But, um, because it was, anyways, it was a really interesting night. And I sort of made a deal. I was like, I can do whatever I want with my hands, but no one can put anything inside me without my express, like, consent and permission. And I didn't let anybody do that. Because I didn't want to, like, but what ended up happening. Seems like a double standard. This is what ended up happening. Is that I had never come from oral sex because my ex-husband was black. And it was just not something that we did or he did. And it just never happened. And so I'd never, I'd never come from oral sex. And the girl went down on me. And I came so fast. I was like, holy fuck, is that what it's about? Wow. 
and it was a girl. And I was like, damn, okay, now I get it. Did you think about your sexuality where you're like... No, I was like, because no one's ever done that. Just from like a, a logic standpoint, like if I only fucked girls from now on, I would come a lot more. Well, but... Like I know I, I like guys, but I also like coming. Like do I like coming or do I like guys? Like which one do I like more? And then you could do it all on paper. You can make a spreadsheet. Nah, I'm not that analytical. Pros and cons. Yeah, no. I wasn't... I mean... I, li- I like girls, but I don't think that I ever could be in, a, like, a relationship with a girl. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I have sexuality's fluid. I'm kind of queer, I guess. I don't know. But I don't, I don't, like, nah. I'm, if, if I'm anything, I'm a gay guy trapped in a woman's body. So I kind of lucked out. Because I, I, I fucking love hot dudes. I love guys. I'm like, you love hot guys uh, almost as much as like a, like a gay guy. A gay guy. Like, like almost know, as much like, as a gay guy. Almost. Yeah. So I think that it's, it's no, that's no problem. I, I mean, I have my, I wish I was a boy. How are you rolling? I rolled a, I rolled a joint last night and I, the whole time I was rolling, I was like, I'm not as good at this as Sam is. <laughs> I'm pretty fucking good at it this. Took me, it took me a while. It took me a while. It was fun last night. There were the people you, stayed. Oh, what'd you do? Ireland's thirty-two. Oh yeah. Yeah, here and then and then there, and it was um, I had a really good set. And those I were, those were the two mics last night. Yeah, here and there. Yeah. And I had five five new jokes. Five new jokes. Yep, yep. I wrote I wrote more new jokes oh, and yeah. they worked. Yeah. So good for me. Good for you, Pam. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yay, yay, yay! <laughs> Don't make fun of me. It's not fair. So Billie Holiday's playing in the background because she she performed once at Wazima. But That's it wasn't called insane. It wasn't called Wazima back then. It's just the same building. It's just the same club uh, but building space. It was the same stage. Same stage. Fuck. Same place. Hey man, that's cool as hell. Yeah. The one the one day that I Came up to the city and tripped acid by myself and rode my bike around. I listened to exclusively Billie Holiday and mm. just weaved through traffic on my bicycle. That's very dangerous. Very dangerous. And Billie Holiday is not really something that you like put on while you're weaving through traffic. No. Uh, yeah, unless you're on acid. And then, then it works just then fine. Then it works just fine. Yeah. Um, that I was wrote... my stage voice. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I was doing I never heard that voice before. <laughs> uh, when I was in Amsterdam once, we took a lot of shrooms and rode bikes, and we called it Tour de France, and we're like, we're going so fast! Yeah. But we were really going slow. Uh, and it was very dangerous, and I'll never ride a bike in Amsterdam again. Really? Yeah, I will just That's one walk. of the safest cities to ride a bike, I thought. Yeah, yeah, well, saying. there's all the little cobblestone streets. That fly came from me, and then it went to you. Oh, yeah. I think. Fuck that fly. Yeah. He's a little guy. He's just chilling. Um, we should put on another silly song so I can... Ooh, a silly song? Sure. Oh, Nickel Bags by Digitable Planets. Oh, I love Diggable Planets. Yeah. I can never say it. Digible, digible, digible? I saw Diggable Planets in... Is it diggable or digitable? I think it's Diggable Planets. No, it's a digitable. It's diggable? I saw them live... There's a T in there. I saw them live in 93 at... There was, it was before they were big. A nickel bag of fun. They were at, um, in, I went to UC San Diego for undergrad, and um, they played in the pub, and it was crazy, because it's this little tiny area, and it was like, we're seeing Diggable Planets, and then they kind of got really famous. We saw, I saw Beck there, too, Whoa. in like 94, and then he actually played later at one of our sun gods. Anyways, it was, 
I saw diggable plants. It was, I thought they were great. I've always thought they were okay. great. I, it is definitely diggable plants. <laughs> you silly, silly boy. Do you know you know nickel bags though? Yeah, a nickel bag. A nickel, bag, a nickel, nickel bag. bag. Yeah, I know exactly. My cousins, I showed that song to all my younger cousins. There's on that, like, Sam, play the funky song. Play the funky song, Sam. On the um, on the album itself, there's an amazing song about abortion, which is like fucking incredible. And um, oh. yeah, they're one of the lines of Suter and Thomas have there. Oh, you have to yeah, say, so you remind me of my abortion or something yeah. to that degree tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have abortions older than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And then I could be like, Pam, uh, I think you might be my mom. Someone's looking in the door right now. Oh? He's got e- wired earphones in. He no, might be homeless. Maybe he's listening live to us. Here we go. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt That'd be really it. funny. Hey, I if you're listening doubt. live to us, open the door and come in. <laughs> if you're not listening live to us, show us your butthole. <laughs> no. I don't want to see anybody's butthole. Well, he wouldn't show it to us because he wouldn't be listening. He wouldn't be listening. Is this? Dang it. Trying to put things together. A nickel bag, a nickel bag. Okay, here we go. Play the funky song, Sam. Your little cousins. Yeah. They're all like adults, which I don't know why I'm using that voice. Sugars on your block. The planets letting flesh in the corners of New York. The ghetto, the meadow, the Mr. Butterflu. The honeybugs dug and licked the honeybee. The sun, the kiss, the funk for a bliss. The lips with the soul and some jazz for your hips. The puff, the buzz, the lids be heavy slick. The mecca get a rush when the beats be very thick. The hands, the feet, the brown baby treat. The femmes fumble loose and drink the doodle juice. The step, the flams, the planets got damp. Get a grip with the tape from a jam. A nickel bag of funk. 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 Uh-huh. A nickel bag of funk. A nickel bag of funk. The big, the fat, the cool, cool cats. The psychedelic soul puts the planets on the map. The chic, the love, the far out name. The lack of the funk's the main. Why we came. The boogie gets done. The colors won't run. The funk hits the square. The kids gotta come. The pizza with the pop. The West Fourth Star. The crew after crew that do the grasshop. The true cool is black, the new school is fat. The beats by the ounce, the funk by the pack. The groove is the fix, the jitterbugs fix. The hanging up the butts with the fat soul kicks. That's my nickel bag of funk, my nickel bag of funk. A nickel bag of funk, a nickel I bag of funk. funk. I said a nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk. Oh, Got a nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk. The wide, the hip, dig it, it's the trip. The loops, the scene, and the funkifying it. The sounds, the pounds, the stacks, the flares, the baggy, baggy jeans, the naughty, naughty hair, the twinkle in the eye, the kids is living fly, the crew from the sky, the stuff that gets you high, the action, the work for the rhyme, we goes the whole nine. The papers won't rot, the vapors get got, the streets get the buzz, the funk up your block, the opium groove, the smacked out soul, the kicking it live, the fat gotta roll with my nickel bag of funk, my nickel bag of funk, nickel bag of funk, my nickel bag of funk, yeah, it's a nickel bag of funk, a nick bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk, oh, a nickel bag of funk, nickel 
bag, a nickel bag. Ladybug a hit you with a nickel bag, a nickel bag, a nickel bag. Butterfly hit you with a nickel bag, a nickel bag, a nickel bag. Doodlebug a hit you with a nickel bag, a nickel bag, a nickel bag. DP's always hit you with a nickel bag. Yeah, and I'm all right now. thinking last night I was talking with Nate and um, I was thinking that it would be I don't know who the third character would be we should have had Nate call in yeah actually that wouldn't have been a bad idea I mean you yeah you can have him call in sure Uh, I have to remember this is the abortion song I can't remember what it's called and we'll put that on Um, diggable planets abortion song but I was thinking oh there it is I was thinking that you and him as characters are very funny and there should be a sitcom where it's like like a bike messenger a bartender and there's got to be another person he's like a sushi character and i'm like that's two bartenders that's too many bartenders it's got to be like something else you you could be the third character no. were you just waiting for me to say that no no you're you're the perfect foil be- man the old lady the two young guys and the old lady the old lady runs a, a radio station <laughs> i was thinking it would be like a a very San Francisco kind of like Netflixy thing, like you know the two young guys trying to make it. And then Jack, Jack, Jack is in it too. <laughs> and then and then Jack. Jack's yeah. like, that's not okay. You that's can't say okay. that. You can't you say can't, that. You can't do that. You can't be like that. With okay, yeah, he's he's dad. That's what that's what uh, Nate called him in the beginning when he, he was like, I'm just, I'm gonna call you dad. dad. Yeah. Okay, so this is the abortion song. It's called. We know. Uh, we called him the professor. We used to call him the, the professor. professor. That works. Yeah. This is La Femme Fetal because it's about La fe- Femme Fetal. But it's fetal because it's specifically about abortion. It was 8.49 on a beautiful ninth day of July. There was not a cloud to speak of, so the orange sun hung lonely in the sky. I lay prone in my cabby home, thinking of fine nappy Jackie and his jazz cat's horn. Sliding in a tape of bird on verb when suddenly rang my phone. Hey, butterfly, the voice said. Slip on some duds, comb out your fro, and slide on down to my pad. The vibe here is very pleasant, and I truly request your presence. A problem of great magnitude has arose, and as we speak, it grows. Damn, what could it be, I thought, a juice I bought, and rolled on down to her spot. Seeing bros I know, slapping fives, I arrived and pressed G5. And there was Nikki, looking some kind of sad, with tears falling from her eyes. She sat me down, and dug my frown, and began to run it down. You remember my boyfriend said, that fly kid who I love? Well, our love was often a verb. Spontaneity has brought a third But due to our youth and economic state We wish to terminate About this we don't feel great But baby that's how it is But the feds have dissed me 
They ignored and dismissed me. The pro-lifers harassed me outside the clinic and called me a murderer. Now that's hate. So needless to say, we're in a mental state of debate. Hey, beautiful bird, I said, digging her somber mood. The fascists are some heavy dudes. They don't really give a damn about life. They just don't want a woman to control her body or have the right to choose. But baby, that ain't nothing. They just want a male finger on the button. Because if you say war, they will send them to die by the score. Aborting mission should be your volition. But if Suda and Thomas have their way, you'll be standing in line unable to get welfare while they'll be out hunting and fishing. It has always been around. It will always have a niche. But they'll make it a privilege, not a right, accessible only to the rich. Hey, pro-lifers need to dig themselves because life don't stop after birth. And for a child born to the unprepared, it might even just get worse. The situation would surely change if they were to find themselves in it. Supporters of the H-bomb and firebombing clinics. What type of shit is that? Orwellian, in fact. If Roe v. Wade was overturned, would not the desire remain intact? Leaving young girls to risk their health, doctors to botch and watch as they kill themselves. Now, I hate to sound macabre, but hey, isn't it my job to lay it on the masses and get them off their asses to fight against these fascists? So, whatever you decide, make that move with pride. Sid will be there and so will I. An insect till I die, till I die, till I die. Rhythms and sounds spinning around. Confrontations across the nation. Your block, my block, dreadlocks. What a shock. Land of the free, but not me. Not me. Not me. Not me. Goodbye, Mutiny Radio. Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th. 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now.
now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer is simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics got to hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all, classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff! You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal! Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl! Are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Things you want to do once you find them.
If I had a box just for wishes And dreams that had never come true The box would be empty except for 